Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome back. We're talking all about sales, specifically high pressure sales and why I am not a fan and don't believe in high pressure sales. I do not do high pressure sales in my business and what I recommend doing instead. And I just want to preface this episode by saying all of the things I'm going to talk about, I have pretty much done at some point. So no shade if you're currently doing this. I'm like lovingly calling you out and calling you forward to look at a different way of doing sales that is just as or way more effective in my opinion. High pressure sales is something that I've seen a lot. I have a sales background even before coming into the coaching industry and starting my wellness business and yoga and all of that. But I think specifically in the coaching industry, there's a lot of messages around sales and high pressure sales and definitely like on social media, if you're doing a lot of your business and marketing on social media and selling even in the DMs and things like that, this is one that comes up a lot. So I'm sure we've all experienced (laughs) the high pressure sales uh, DMs that just pop up from random people and they are so annoying in my opinion. I get them all the time and so that's one example but I'm going to give you plenty of examples and what I recommend really doing instead. So why do people teach and why do people do high pressure sales is that yes it does actually really freaking work. It works in the short term. It works for closing But what I found in the long term, it doesn't work quite as well. And I'm in my business all about more of the long term growth and success. Like I have a long term big vision for my business and I have no problem if that vision, you know, doesn't happen overnight because I love the process. I love what I do. I love coaching. I love working with amazing, incredible women. I love talking about all these topics that I talk about here and on social media and all the things. So I love the process, so I don't care if it takes, I don't care how long it takes, basically. I would much rather have that long-term growth than really short-term quick wins. And again, I've experienced both. So I'm after sustainable repeat clients, clients that are a high-level match for the work that I do. They love working with me, they refer me to other people, and they get incredible results. So if that's also what you're after, then high pressure sales is not the best approach. And I want to also make a point, like before we go into these different, what do I have? I think I have like three different um, examples of high pressure sales and what to do instead. But before we go into that, I also want to make a note that high pressure sales, it doesn't, okay, if you feel uncomfortable selling, 
that doesn't mean that it's high pressure selling necessarily. So there is a difference between just selling and being confident and bold with your offers, which I 100% promote, and high pressure forcing type selling. So don't avoid selling or talking about your offers because it's uncomfortable. You grow from discomfort. We grow from discomfort. So it's okay if it's uncomfortable. It's okay if you don't love selling yet. (laughs) Oftentimes when people say they're bad at selling, it's just they haven't learned a way of selling that feels really good or they haven't sharpened that skill and gotten better at it so that it then feels good. Everything feels uncomfortable and kind of gross when you first start it and it's just new. So I want to make sure that if you're listening to this and you're just uncomfortable in general selling or talking about your offers and it's more of a confidence thing that is not the same as what we're talking about here we're talking about specific techniques that are more high pressure pushy and how you can avoid these and do them in a better way so what i kind of define i'm going to give you a couple examples of what i view as high pressure sales and just like what I've seen a lot specifically on the online space and the coaching industry, really just like in the online space in general, is like I already mentioned a little before, cold DMs of really any kind, unless it's genuine connection and just really wanting to connect. I've had messages like that and I love it. It's great because that's a lot of times what we're after in this business. Yes, that grows our business is building relationships. I have definitely gotten clients from doing cold DMs, but it's a lot more like they followed me, I reached out, introduced myself, and had a little chat and and got to know them more. And so that's just more so making a connection. That's totally different than cold DMs. Like, okay, um, a recent example in this, this coach follows me, or no, she doesn't even follow me. She just sends me a message asking about my goals. I'm like, girl, I don't, want to share my goals with you. I don't even know you and you don't even follow me and I don't follow you. There's like, I didn't give you any signs that I'm interested in what you're, you're doing over there. It's one thing to reach out. You know, they start a conversation and build a relationship that's different. And maybe it leads to it down the road, but just coming right out and just asking for my goals and things like that. When we have no sort of connection, no thanks. And then Furthermore, after not answering the messages, she follows up like, hey, half year, like you were in the middle of the year. How are you doing on your goals? It's like, I didn't want to talk to you about my goals before because I don't know you and I still don't, you know? So that is the kind of like high pressure, like cold DMing. Um, Also, you know, MLMs get a lot of spotlight when it comes to cold DMs because that is an approach that I think is taught very heavily there um, about products or like, hey, I think you'd love this product. You should check it out. And I just think there's much better approaches. I mean, I have never bought something from someone reaching out to me and saying, you know, hey, I thought of you for this. And again, I still work for a, a product line in one of these MLM companies and it's not a huge focus of my business, but I just love the products. I use them heavily. And when it naturally comes up, it comes up. And, uh, you know, when I was in it more, like probably four or five years ago, it was the sales happened. None of the sales happened from like cold DMs. <laughs> they happened from me sharing about the products and what I like about them and just authentically talking about them. And people reached out who were interested. So I, 
so any sort of cold DMs is a high pressure sales ap- approach, in my opinion, if they're directly sales related. Um, another high pressure sales approach is pressuring people to do things like take out loans or really, really stretch to pay for coaching that they simply can't afford. And this is another one that's like a fine line because, you know, you can coach people through options. I've had, I've signed up for coaching containers that have done things like this. Um, And again, like I said, I have probably done at some point in time, all of these approaches. So um, it's just, I have also learned through some of these approaches that they're not uh, their best approach. So pressuring people to take out loans, I actually had a client one time who was talking to a coach about a similar program that was very high pressure and, you know, telling her to take out a loan and do all this stuff. And she's like, what? No. And, and was really like turned off from the coaching altogether and ended up, you know, signing up for my coaching with a much different approach of, Hey, you know, I believe in you. You want to do this, you want to make this transformation. I see your vision. I 100% think you can get there if you're committed to it. And I would love to support you, but of course it's up to you, um, to decide if now's the right time and everything else. And I believe that you are resourced. And if you don't have the cash on hand and you do want to take out a loan or, um, you know, do it on a no interest credit card or something like that. Awesome. Um, totally believe that you can make that money back, but also there's a big difference between actually pressuring people and saying like, just do this, you know, and making them feel like stupid if they don't do that. Uh, another type of high pressure sales is like really fake urgency of like, you have to buy it right now. So I think of sales calls and uh, I have a whole nother episode on sales calls, what I think about sales calls. Um, I believe that's episode 51 and you can go back and listen to that if you're into my kind of philosophy on sales calls. I think sales calls can be amazing. And in like a little recap here, I think they can be amazing. Uh, definitely not necessary, but really incredible, especially when you're starting out to close higher ticket. But there is a way that that sales calls are taught that I've seen a lot. That's like, get the credit card on the phone. Like, don't let them get off the phone without the credit card. And that is a high pressure sales method that I don't subscribe to because there is something about, you know, when people make the decision and they want to do it, allowing them the opportunity to jump in. So I always say with sales calls, like be prepared always for them to say yes. And yes, be prepared to take the credit card, you know, be prepared to send the invoice afterwards. And that's just due diligence as a business owner of having your ducks in a row and not making people wait around, (laughs) you know? So I don't think that as, and and yes, that does lead to more sales because people can talk them out of, talk themselves out of doing something that they really want to do and they're ready to do as well from fear or doubts or anything like that. So yeah, that totally can happen, but I would never pressure someone like if you don't give me your credit card number on the phone right now then you don't get this deal or something like that and there's a difference between fake urgency like that and real urgency like waitlist pricing you know when i am selling something for example i'm selling eudaimonia right now it's on the waitlist it's going to open 
next month. So if you're listening to this in real time, the waitlist is open to the end of August. Little plug there. Um, so yeah, that's real urgency. People that sign up on the waitlist, they do get the best price. They do get the bonuses, you know? So there are things that they get from that because I like to reward people that take action quicker. I like to reward people that jump in, that they feel a sense of, yes, heck yes, this is for me. And they get that reward. Some people, they wanna wait and they have no problem paying a higher rate later on. And great, that is another approach. So let them do what they're gonna do. So there's a difference between that fake urgency, like you have to buy it right now, you have to put down a deposit, you have to do this, you have to do that. And giving some and giving people some space to actually know in their hearts, like, yes, I feel so good about this, I'm ready to go forward. So those are some examples of the high pressure sales. So why I don't believe in this type of sales in general, I'm gonna give you three big reasons and what you can do instead, a different approach. So why I don't believe in these type of high pressure sales is number one, it feels gross. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like people pushing stuff on me like that. I don't like being approached like that in a sales manner. I would never buy like that. I would be like, ew, gross. No, this is desperate. No, thank you. Um, so check in with yourself is what I often tell clients. Is this uncomfortable to you? Like, how do you buy? How did you, I often say this to clients that I work with, like when we're talking in sales conversations and about selling, what was the turning point or what was the decision to make you want to sign up for this coaching experience? Like how did, what felt really good to you? Cause often that is a sign, a little like ping into how you should sell because that's going to feel really good for you to sell in that way. If you know, it felt really good for you to be sold to in that way. So is it uncomfortable or does it really actually feel like crap? That's also the difference. Like I mentioned before, don't say, Oh, it feels gross. Like just normal selling and confidence and, and bold offering because that is not gross at all. That is amazing. That is you being confident and it can feel uncomfortable, but there really is a difference here. Like, does it feel gross and sleazy or does it feel uncomfortable and like you're pushing up against an edge? And also a reminder that it's your business and you make the rules. So if something feels terrible to you, do it a different way. <laughs> that is what I want to empower you to make the decision to do. I tell my clients, even when I am teaching a specific strategy, I say, if you know, try it on, if this feels like crap to you, there's other ways to do it. There's other strategies. So it's your business. It's your rules. Release the things that really, truly don't serve you. And again, big difference. And when you're actually working with a coach, you can kind of identify these things of, okay, is, does this really not feel good for me? Or am I kind of resisting something because it's uncomfortable? And is it something that I can work through and challenge myself to push up against this edge and break through it? So yeah, what to do instead is do it in a way that really works for you instead of you know reaching out in cold dms or pressuring people to take out loans what about really building those relationships so for example instead of cold dms this could be really genuinely building relationships 
And yeah, this these could be with potential clients, but you're not just going in and talking about your program. Maybe you're really just getting to know them and getting to know, being more curious, getting to know who they are, what they like, you know, just like normal human get to know, building relationship uh, conversations. And instead of pressuring people to take out loans or pushing them into offers that aren't fully aligned with where they're at just to get the sale, much better approach would be to really listen to what they're wanting to work on. Yes, to make recommendations and then to give them options. So if you are on a sales call or you're getting this back, like release them with love, like give them the information and support them fully, but also trusting them to make the decision that's going to be best for them. And oftentimes what I see with that is that even the people that say no, they come back around in a couple months and they're like, ah, I'm kicking myself. You know, I wish I had done it back then. I'm ready to go now. And that's really the type of client that you want. Why? (laughs) Number two, so if it feels gross, then uh, number one, it feels gross. That's why I don't like it. Number two, I have seen more people experience kind of like buyer's remorse or just less results. If people are just rushing into something or buying something quickly off of pressure and not because they genuinely are dropping into that and they genuinely are ready and want that transformation for themselves, then I see that it can lead to either more refund requests or just being unhappy in the container or not really getting the results because they're not fully committed or they're a little resentful that they ended up doing that. It's like when I think of, I bought um, a couple of dresses yesterday. And so I think of this, like if I go out and I see this dress that I'm digging and it's like, oh, today only, you know, you're going to get 50% off or something. And I just like buy it quickly. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I didn't even try it on. It actually doesn't really fit me very well. It's not the right time, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like annoyed that I bought this dress. And then it sits in my closet forever or I return it (laughs) or something like that. Right. Whereas if you see a dress and you're like, oh my God, I love this dress. I'm going to walk away maybe and like think about it a little bit more and or like really see if it lands with me. And then you keep thinking about it and you're like, oh my God, that dress was so gorgeous. You go back, you try it on, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is the dress for me. And then you like happily pay triple the rate because you're like, this is perfect. I'm so ready. This is definitely the dress I want. I'm going to wear it to this specific event. It's perfect. Oh my God, let's go. So That's the difference of buying something off of just purely like pressure and buying something because it really resonates with you and you're ready for it. And even though, even if it's like an edge, even though, even if that dress is more than anything you've ever paid for a dress before, you'll still feel really good about it. And you'll feel amazing when you wear it to that event and you'll have so many pictures and memories and you'll be like, that was incredible. Obviously a much lesser example than something like coaching, which can literally change your whole life and business, but you get the idea. And the last reason why I don't believe in high pressure sales is I have experienced that you have more needy or handholding clients when you have to really pressure them or guide them heavily into a sale and they're not able to make that kind of decision for themselves and they're not really empowered walking into that container. So 
when you are really active in high pressure sales, what I find is it turns the right clients off and the ones that end up signing up are the ones that are going to want you to like hold their hand and basically do the work for them. So I don't think that for those core reasons, high pressure sales are the way to get sales for long-term sustainable repeat clients. Things that you can do instead are attraction marketing, creating the marketing material, whether that's on social media, emails, or anything that draws them in. Showing what you're preaching, that's a big one. Like really showing how you're living, what you're selling, and people naturally want to inquire about it and learn more and and they're craving it. Really guide them into making the empowered decision, stand boldly to answer questions, you know, be there for them, support them, but ultimately allow that decision to be theirs. Don't push them into it and let them know that you truly believe and see them as a strong, empowered woman or man who will make the right decision for themselves. That's already showing your leadership and if it's a coaching you know, container that you're selling, it's already showing how you're going to be coaching and how you're going to help them through the transformation in that process. All right, loves, I hope you loved this episode. Let me know any nuggets that you got from this episode. I always love to hear from you and thank you so much for tuning in. Like I mentioned before, Eudaimonia waitlist is now open. So reach out to me if you have questions about that, or you can click the link below in the show notes to jump on that waitlist. All right. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the wealthy and well woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also, share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it, and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there, and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.